gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap-Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson, and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages, and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs, and learn something new each Friday at 10 a.m. <laughs> Hip-hop hooray! Ho, yes, sir! Hey! Ho! Ho! Oh, hey! What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's cracking? Oh, what's up, family? What's up, Friday wrap-up family? I'm uh, feeling good. I'm feeling good yeah. today. So we switched it up. So you know, everyone who uh, who was used to that five-minute uh, preview, not anymore. You get us live right at ten. Uh, new look, new feel. We love it. Yeah, we really do. I think. <laughs> thanks to uh, thanks uh, to Hopkins. Great, great lunch yesterday, boys. By the way, that was uh, that was fun. Yeah, it's got a. I think that's got to be a monthly thing. Just you know, recap, see I each agree. other face to face, maybe weekly. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm just going to share this on my page, gentlemen. While we're uh, while we're you guys chat amongst yeah, yourselves for a second. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> share a group, out. share a page. Oh. Can I share? Oh, that's what I remember now. Okay, yes, going so this, this is going to be, this is the funny part, right? So now we have, now we're back to uh normal, like normally live style, but then the yeah. sharing thing right away. You know what? It, it doesn't matter. We're having a good time. We're having a great time. Isn't we're that what's here. important here? We're, we're here. here. We're, so we're here. So what are you guys, uh, what, what, like, what are you saying? Like what, what's going on? You know? <laughs> we, we, yeah, no, I think uh, I think lunch yesterday was great. You know, uh, for our listeners, we were uh, we were thinking of you. Okay, um, you know, we we're just trying to figure out, you know, what's working, what isn't, what do we like, what don't we like, what can we improve on. Uh, you know, in business, you always got to be improving. You know, you always got to be on the up and up. And uh, we got four reasonably smart gentlemen here that can uh, put together some ideas. But we'd love to hear from from the. From the listeners as well, you know we're um, we're going to be doing a Q and A. So that was one thing we should bring up. Uh, we we're talking about doing a Q and A last show of every month. So we have kind of got some questions after the show or even during the show. Uh, people typing them into the chat box. So I think we're going to uh, take that a little more seriously uh, and maybe focus on five or six questions at the end of the month. So for anyone listening, you know, as you uh, as you hear different topics, if you have questions, just just fire them in there, and we're going to kind of do that uh, Q and Q and A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there actually yeah. is there actually a French way to say Q and A in a different way? Does anyone know that, or is it just Q Q A? Yeah, it doesn't seem I'm, like that would be I, it. I'm, I'm unilingual. I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be Q and R if anything. It'd be question et réponse. Q A R. Question et réponse. Interesting. Okay, yeah. anyone out there that can tell us something about this? Frankly, anyone who speaks French, that's not us. Yeah. <laughs> um, Basically, everyone else in Ottawa. Yeah, in Canada. Everyone else in Ottawa, in Canada. It's funny. My, 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 I swear to God, my mother calls me or messages me every week on the show, and I'm always like, it's the show, 10 to 10.30. Don't <laughs> call me during that time. Here she is. Hanif loves the live show. You know, We're going to have to have Hanif on as a guest. We, we, we should do, have Hanif on as a guest, actually. That'd be a, that's a great idea. We need to know what, what Hanif's up to. What are you yeah. up to? What's going on in life? And we need the photo of the mug more than anything. <laughs> um, you need the photos of people with the mugs you know how many how many people have the mugs i still have some here we need to we need to be giving out some more mugs i have about seven left so we probably have you know eight i'd say eight eight to nine humans have mugs in their possession and to be fair there are oh you know what 
Meg and Chris, if you're watching right now, I'm leaving. I'm going to Peterborough today. Since I'm going to Peterborough, I think I'm going to stop in and drop off these mugs for you guys. I think I'm going to do that for you. Coming in. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm heading out of town, and, and you guys are on the way out. So, hey. What, I, a, time. Uh, what a time to be alive. I was going to say that I feel light as a feather, but I thought that might be too, uh, too obvious a segue into my uh, amazing painting that I got this week that I want to show you. Um, just, 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 I'm actually going to get these. These are my new, uh, these are going to be my new backdrop for the show, but they're, um, they're from the, uh, a gallery here in Ottawa, uh, Santini gallery on Preston street. Okay. Local Great art. Spot. Great spot. Great spot. All, uh, all local artists. And actually, ironically enough, the paintings behind me are by the same artist that did these ones. But uh, oh, something uh, something freeing about feathers, you know what I mean? Something and who more. is that artist, Paul? Kate Rickman. Oh, Kate Kate Rickman. Yeah, Dave, well, Dave knows every artist in Ottawa. <laughs> I, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. It's connected. Yeah. To the art scene. Uh, yeah. No, I tried to. Uh, I've been basically I have a lot of empty walls in my house and I did that purposely to, to wait until I found something that I really like to put on them. Um, so I find oftentimes you just throw up the first thing that sticks and you're like, well, let's fill this wall with paint, you know? Um, so I've been kind of trying to slowly redecorate. I, I moved the living room around too recently, which is always kind of a, a nice reset, you know, when you shift your, whatever it is, bedroom, uh, living room, you know, kind of gives you a different, uh, different look, different feel. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, anyway, so now the way I've done it, it works a lot better for the living room, but now the dining room needs a little bit of color. So I'm trying to, uh, to add it, you know, it's good. Yeah. Constantly well, changing the evolution while supporting local all at the same time. Love it. Mr. Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up to Paul. <laughs> so, welcome to the Friday, Is it the Friday wrap up. Wrap up? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, the Friday, the Friday art up. We do a yeah. pretty uh, a pretty poor job in letting people know who we are. Anyone who's new to the show, you know, we kind of just jump into it, assuming that everyone that's listening is uh, a family member or a close friend. Um, <laughs> and as the show grows, you know, there might be someone who we don't know that listens to the show, uh, and they should probably know who we are. So, uh, you know, d myself, Paul Stevenson, I'm uh, one of the owners of Refro Mortgages, which is a, a you know full service mortgage brokerage here in Ottawa. Um, David Warren is, uh, is my business partner. I'll just speak on his behalf, uh, currently. <laughs> um, yeah. And we, uh, you know, we work very similar to an insurance broker. We, you know, we go out, we get an application from a client, we go out, we have 30 different lenders and we find the best, uh, the best solution for them at no cost. Uh, typically no cost, uh, unless you have a very unique file, but ultimately, yeah, we work for free for clients and we basically do all the shopping for them. And that's mortgage brokering. Greg, what do you do? Who I'm a realtor. You? I'm in real estate. Who are you? I sell homes. Help buyers find homes. Yeah, my name's Greg Campbell. I'm a uh, realtor and partner at Blue Panda Realty. Um, we are a fairly uh, newer brokerage. Only, I believe, four years old at this point, almost five. Mm. Um, we now have, I believe, 32 agents. Had some, had some new agents jump on board in the last couple of weeks, which Very is nice. exciting. And uh, yeah, I've been doing this a long time, and um, I'm happy to help. And uh, you know, let let me let me segue into this. I've, I've been doing this a long time. You guys have been doing this a long time too. And and today, we have we're going to talk a bit about things that we dislike in, in our in our professions. In our professions, do you guys want to get right into that right now? Why not? 
let's do let's it. Just, let's just do it. Let's give the people. I think the people will will appreciate this. So it, do, do we have a do we have a graphic for this or no or are we just uh, going off? Yeah, oh, there, go. there it is. You know what we should have done is we, hate. Have, uh, we don't hate. We don't hate. We just dislike. Strongly just dislike. dislike. You know what we should have done? We should have all drawn on like Uncle Leo eyebrows. Like we're oh. really angry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Leo, what's going on? Why are you so angry? My angry look is more like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that an angry look? I don't know. Right. Um, so things right. we strongly dislike. So let's uh, let's let's bring this up. We'll just talk about it in order here. What do we got? What's number one? Thanks. Three approving clients of the documents. Absolutely hate it. I'm sure you do too. Right. Strongly dislike. Hate. <laughs> How can you get a pre-approval if you've never shown anyone what your income is and you've just written it on a napkin? How is that? How is that something you should be going out shopping with? Yeah. And, and, uh, and this story, and this goes into even some people, like, you know, uh, even certain online uh, pre-approval things, right? Like some people do that and they actually think that that means they're fully pre-approved. Yeah. yeah so, we, so going back to my days at the uh, major bank, uh, the green, the green beast, um, they used to have basically two or three different types of pre-approval. So one would be, you know, a client would come in similar to what you'd get online a client would come in and say, Hey, I make uh, you know, 50,000 a year. I have about $500 in debt and like debt payments a month. And, uh, I have 10 grand for a down payment. And you simply just punch in those numbers, no credit check, no pay stub, no verification at all, other than them saying it. And then you produce a, a single piece of paper that says, you know, you're pre-approved based on the information you provided for X amount. And it gives you an interest rate and it does all these things that make you feel like you're ready to buy a house. Like it looks official, right? It gives you the right. information, but there's a little asterisk at the bottom that says uh, subject to confirmation of income via pay stub, letter of employment. Like it says exactly all the things that they actually need to do to pre-approve you. Then there's a real firm pre-approval, which is similar to what we do. So you actually provide all of your documents. We do a credit check. Uh, we confirm that you actually have savings. Um, you know, we'll coach you through ways to improve this or that. If there's something that doesn't make sense on the profile, and then you actually can go out shopping knowing, okay, I have a very, you know, strong idea as to what I can be approved mm -hmm. pre for. But the problem is that people take the first type of pre-approval, take it as kind of gospel and then go shopping and put offers in, you know, and it, and that creates a lot of problems because then what happens oftentimes is they're referred to us after they already have an accepted offer, potentially with no conditions. Uh, and then they're scrambling because lo and behold, they're not pre-approved. Uh, and they actually have that uh, $800 car loan that they thought was 400. And they also have that bankruptcy from a few years ago that they forgot about. Um, you know, and it's just a lot of things that, uh, surprise, hey, yeah. we're having a baby. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of, speaking of credit checks on this, you know, I, I get a lot of questions about a soft hit and a hard hit on credit. And when you guys do your pre-approval, I believe it's a soft hit, correct? It's, Can you explain that a, a bit? It's a three-point hit to your credit. Okay. Your your credit base, your nine hundred three points isn't you know it's not making or breaking. You're making that up very quickly. But as a mortgage broker, we pull it once, and we can use that for every bank we deal with. You know, who's yeah. going bank to bank? They're getting it checked each time. Um, okay, and, and, that, and that's then you know maybe now you're talking you know five times three. And, you know, you're, you're dropping your score, you know, significantly then, uh, which could impact you. It could bring you below that threshold of what CMHC's, you know, 680 
credit score minimum is. Yeah, so if you're at a 700 and you go to, you know, seven banks and now you're 21 points down, you're no longer eligible. Yeah. You're below the 680 now because of those three points of times seven. We do one and it covers you for all 30, you know, so. So it's, so it's almost like, you know, the, the advice to buyers would be do your research first, then decide who you want to work with. Interview people, decide who you want to work with, and then go forward and get your pre-approval instead of jumping yeah. around and just shopping last minute and stuff like that. Do your homework, get it done well, right. Just talk, or just talk to a broker who has access to 30 wow. different lenders. Of like, course. No, but I mean, that, that is what our role is, right? It's to save you the, the, the job of basically going to, to interview five different banks because that, that could hurt you. We work with major banks. You know, we have Scotiabank and TD and all these major lenders that people would normally be going to anyways. Um, but we can look at it from a holistic view. So if you have a specific profile that fits better with Scotiabank and TD, we're able to do that without you having to go out and do that, that research on your own, right? So, um, so it is worth doing research. But, I mean, the other thing is that I think a lot of people see us as um, – not necessarily a competitor, but when you go into a bank, you feel like you have to negotiate with the bank. Like it's you versus the bank on our end. It's really us and the client. Like, well, there's no, like we're on the same side of the table as the client and we basically represent the client in the transaction. So I put on my client hat or my Greg Campbell hat or whoever I'm representing. And I have to think like, okay, if I was Greg and I was in his situation, what's the best solution here? Not, okay, I need my shareholders to make uh, $20 billion in profits this month. Right. So how high can we keep this rate? You know, or like, it's, it's a totally different mindset and, and being on both sides, I can, I can say that with uh, right certainty that I, I know how both sides work. And I, I definitely able to sleep a little better at night with uh, knowing that I'm actually looking out for a client's best interest and there's no obligation, right? We provide them with a solution. If they don't like it, there there's no, like we're not holding them to it. They're not signing in blood. You know, they're just, we provide them with a solution. If they like it, great. If they don't, there's no, no hard feelings and no obligation. It's just, uh, I, that's, that's interesting because I actually signed my contracts in blood. Oh, you guys, you guys don't like do it. that. Okay. I like it. I mean, we, we talked about bringing that in. I like that. <laughs> I can see Greg with his, uh, with his feathered pen and just like dipping it in. Yeah. Just hold on a second. I just I'm actually <laughs> drinking my client's blood right now. <laughs> All right. What's number two? What do we wow. got? <laughs> uh, was that funny? I think so. Unconditional Un offers without further discussion oh. with the mortgage agent. I, I'll talk on this one if you want. I, I think this should be yeah. David. Um, yeah. Yeah. So going, I mean, kind of in follow up to the pre-approvals, people get all, you know, we pre-approve someone for 450,000 and uh, again, yes, that is very accurate, but I think it's worth a discussion. If we've always talked about, um, you know, here's a condition, maybe they're on a contract, you know, there's, there's, you know, we're going to have to get an exception maybe on something on their pro profile. We'll disclose that to the client and then they'll just tell the realtor I'm pre-approved for 450. Realtor thinks, well, you know, the only way we're going to win this property is if we go in with no conditions. And sometimes they'll do that without asking us first, do you think mm -hmm. it's possible for me to go in with no conditions? And if you're going in at, you know, 300,000 and you're pre-approved for 450, a lot more likely it's going to be okay. But if you're going in at your max pre-approval, it it could pose a problem. And 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 purchases, you know, qualifying is not just based on your income and you qualifying. It's also the property. So you know, going in unconditional on a property that you know is you know well and septic is typically all good. But maybe they have 
a, a hen house, literally a chicken, a chicken coop in the backyard. Well, that literally throws things off with lenders or, you know, it's, oh, it's massive acreage. Um, let's not be considered when banks will typically only look at five to 10 acres uh, and the house itself and ignore anything else. So if it's 20 acres, they're only looking at five to 10 acres. Um, so it is, it is property specific as well, or it's a dilapidated house and, you know, you only have 5% down. Well, see, make sure he's not going to approve that. Um, so it's, yeah. you know, it's certainly important to look at both and do you, sides. Do you guys find, do you guys find that you're working with a lot of realtors who, or you're working with clients who are working with realtors that you haven't communicated with yet? You haven't had that conversation with, and is this why, has this happened to you like multiple times? For sure. Yeah, it's definitely happened where I don't, I don't, I don't typically, I, you know, that realtor that the client's working with, I don't know them and yeah. I will, you know, let the client know and the realtor of what their, you know, yeah. their max is. Um, but I'll just get purchase agreements where they're <laughs> unconditional and I had no idea they were even putting an offer in. I talked to them nine months ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and okay. Okay. Things okay. can change in their credit or their employment or the right. property itself. And you get, you get it. You're like, what? Like, this is not happening. You're not. You know, yeah, because I, I always call. I always call. Yeah. Before, even if I don't, if I don't know the broker, like when I first start out with the client, I call them and I have a conversation, just saying like, okay, this is what's up. And then you know, if when it comes to offer time, I'm like, look, this is what we want to do. The price is this much now. It's higher than what we were at. Can can we do it? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. You know. And then I don't know them that well, so they always say, well, you know, we advise. And I'm like, I get that. <laughs> I'm like, I understand that. I'm like, but is they're like, they're, you know, she's she or he, they're in a good position. Um, you know, just, just be careful, make sure, make sure it's the right house. Can you send us the property? And then I'll send them the property ahead of time, even, you know, and they'll yeah. look at it. I mean, with you guys, it's like, it's like gold. Cause you know, we, we know how to do yeah. this together, but um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It, I mean, and the, the property or even just like things that, you know, a lot of realtors don't even think of or clients, you know, little words in the descriptions of, you know, uh, you know, TLC or like, you know, yeah. Renault Dream or, you know, Andy Man Special, Andy Man special. Like Andy Man special <laughs> which is, you know, the house is in, you know, fine shape. They're just adding these to draw people's attention, but the banks see that and they're like, nope, don't want it. No. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll also advise the buying realtor of, hey, you're going to want to maybe have this description, you know, updated before, you know, before going in firm or, or something like that, uh, little tricks like that, that we'll pay attention to and we'll, you know, keep an eye on for clients for the other realtors so that, you know, you're not get stuck in a corner on that property, but, um, All right. yeah. What, number, number three, three. move on to number three, stretching the pre-approval past the limit. Yeah. <laughs> It's a perfect, uh, I mean, number two is a perfect segue. They kind of go hand in hand. Um, again, like, you know, if we pre-approve someone for 500,000, the problem is that they shop at properties at 495 to 500,000, right? So every property they're looking at is at their maximum, which gives them no room to negotiate, no room to increase their offer. So they go in at 500 and then, the, you know, they get into a multi-offer situation and the realtor says, well, you know, we're only going to get it if we go 520 or whatever the case is, right? And to them, it's like, well, what's 20 grand on the pre-approval? Well, it's a lot. It makes us, you know, a lot of things that go into a pre-approval and 20 grand is, we would have said 520 if it was 520, you know? We're already right. giving you the maximum, your maximum buying limit. So it's, it's like whenever we pre-approve someone, I always suggest... My pre-approval for 500, you should really be shopping in the kind of 425 to 450 range so that you have 
the power to negotiate and you know that you're good, you know, instead of buying at your max all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, a, yeah, certainly, as you said, or the, or the, you know, there's hard lines. Qualifying, it's not 20,000, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot because it's only, you know, an extra maybe uh, 15 bucks a month or what have you on the mortgage payment or 10 bucks. But for qualifying, there's hard limits. We can't stretch those. You know, the insurers have their guidelines. You're putting less than 20% down there. You can't stretch that extra 20 grand or, or milk, you know, squeeze above it. You're just not going to qualify. And that's where you're either having to increase your down payment by that extra 20 grand or bring in a co-signer or something like that. And it's, uh, becomes a, a mess. But, so this is, I mean, so like oh, this number three here that you're basically saying, you know, agents or buyers will just go in and they'll submit an offer without even consulting you going over the limit. That's what you're sure. saying. Yeah, we. I mean, I think Paul had somebody this week or last week of you know qualified at five hundred. Well, our realtor suggested if we want this, we have to go in at six fifty. Yeah, but said, if you want to, if you want to buy, you know, kind of in the range that you're looking for, we're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to get about one hundred and fifty thousand. And it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, sure. Uh, I don't know what you want me to do with that, but um, did you did you find the gold at the end of the rainbow? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, start playing the lottery. Okay, uh, I know the Browns are underdogs this weekend. Maybe double down on them. Okay, um, no, but I mean, ultimately, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, in some cases, maybe they do have a a thousand dollar car payment that we can, you know, coach them on, you know, if you got rid of this, you might be approved for X amount more. I mean, there are circumstances where that happens, but typically we'll tell them that when we pre-approve them, like you're pre-approved for 500, but your car payment is what's holding you back. And if you pay, like, we'll tell them up front. So it's not like there's any surprises or any magic rabbits we can pull out of hats to, to get you pre-approved now for an extra 50 grand. You know, it's just, we don't, we don't work at, uh, the uh, Federal Reserve, we're not printing money. You know, we can't just uh, come up with $50,000, uh, unfortunately. And charge again, again, it's 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 terrifying to hear this kind of stuff because it's like, it just means that there's so many people out there still shopping now in today's world of information. And there's realtors that aren't doing the job right. They're not yeah. really helping these buyers. And the buyers are so ill-informed they're confused because they're working with somebody that they trust and then they're getting screwed and put in these situations. I mean, I've anyways, it, it has gotten yeah. a lot better over the years. Like people like, do you remember people used to just not even get pre-approved and go, out Oh shop? yeah. Like, how oh, many for sure. Times, for sure. Mean, you know, yeah. in the past shop with clients that legit are bankrupt as of last year and have no idea. Don't tell you, don't want to talk to us. Like, well, we'll talk to them once we find a home, like just brushing it off. Cause they know they're not going right. to get approved. They're just mm-hmm. on a pipe dream. So at least now, the people, like we said this before, but the people that are shopping in the market are like genuine buyers. They're, they're qualified buyers, you know, like it's a bit more of a professional market in that sense. But these sorts of things is just, I think it, again, it just goes back to educating and telling mm-hmm. people if you're pre-approved for 500, that doesn't mean you should be shopping at 500 given the current market in Ottawa, right. maybe in the past when you, you know, a place was listed for 495, yeah. you might be able to offer 475. Well, that's not the market we're in and you can't be, you can't be no. looking at uh, the golden goose when you should be getting the chicken, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, All right. But it is a process. Like if you have that forever home in mind, it's not like move into another home for two, three years, get the equity and have that as a five-year goal. You know, like you don't have to have that forever home as your first purchase. You just know where you want to get to and, and strategize to get there, you know? Gotcha. All right. All right. Number four. Number four. Number four. 
Unmarked lockboxes. Yeah. <laughs> did Did you get that picture I said, Steve? Is it possible to put that? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, so this is. So I mean, to to be fair, some of these are marked, but this is what you'll see at condo buildings. Uh, where we have to figure out which lockbox is the one for the condo that we want to see. We'll just get there a day early. And start um, yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, you know, to be fair, I, I think it's gotten a little bit better, but one of the bigger issues is that some of these buildings now have removed lockboxes, a uh, lockbox racks completely. Mm. So you can't even have one. Uh, so you're kind of screwed in a sense where if you got a listing in, in certain condos in Ottawa, you have to basically have the buyer's agent pick up the keys at the office and drop them back to you. So the, the, there's a condo behind me, uh, just off Preston here, the Soho Champagne. The lockboxes oh, are... Hold on, Steve, Steve, get rid of that image. I can't look at it anymore. Go back to the other screen. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> the nerves. <laughs> the lockboxes are against a fence down the path like maybe probably 250 meters from the front door of the condo, like on the over, basically like right beside the overpass of the uh, LRT. And yeah. it's just like a row. I should have taken a photo this morning of it. Just a row of lockboxes all unmarked and probably 15 of them. Obviously. Well, I mean, where else would they be? Yeah. I'm surprised they're not on the roof. Hey, just yeah, so, so be building up the ladder and then they <laughs> right on the roof there. Uh, so if you're if you're looking at condos, be prepared for some kind of uh, comedy in the process. Bring your, yeah, bring your climbing boots. Yeah, it's like, but it's it's one thing I say if if you're an agent, get uh, like what have I been using? I've been using little laminate, um, a little laminated uh, hangers. So you just put your business card inside and wrap it around the box. So it's even easier. It's not just a sticker, right? It's like it's like with the laminated business card hanging on, it. and everyone's like, oh yeah, it's easy to find. Yeah. So smarten up, realtors. I don't understand how that doesn't make common sense to I, other. I don't know. Info on it or what friggin' unit it's for? Like any sort of identifying. <laughs> when you're going, to, when you're going to put your lockbox on. There's eight others. You're like, ah, they'll figure it out. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, I, I think it's. I, I think the agents that aren't doing that are the ones that are also submitting unconditional offers without discussion to the mortgage agent and stretching the pre-approval past the limit. Yeah. No. <laughs> same, same agents. Number five. <laughs> Short closes. Short closes. Ten day when I'm getting a purchase agreement. Yeah, explain what a short close is because I feel like that it is jargon. So let's just uh, give people an example as to what a normal close is and then a short close. A short close being, you know, you've submitted an offer to purchase a house today and and closing in ten days or seven days. Why wouldn't I do that, Dave? I want to move into my house. Like, you know, no, no concept of how long it takes for the bank to do their job for the, for underwriting or approvals for the lawyer on the time needed for them. You know, it's just outrageous, outrageous. <laughs> yeah, so typically, like right now in the environment we're in some lenders, like major lenders are, are taking anywhere from five to seven business days just to review a submitted like file. So if you have a closing in 10 days and we're only getting an approval back in seven, well, more than that, it could be like, if, if it's 10 days, like seven business days could essentially be like nine days. Right. So, I mean, you're at the day before closing when you get your paperwork back and there's still 10 days of work in the background that has to happen. So, um, if, if you don't have all that, like 
you know, major banks like, you know, Scotia, et cetera, like they require you to have everything signed off on for documents, your income, your proof of down payment, you know, void checks, all that signed off on 10 business days before closing. That's what they require just on a, them, for them signed off so that they can then send instructions to your lawyer, work through funding on the background, you know, to your lawyer, the lawyer can then do their work. You know, they need 10 business days from that point. Um, so getting ones that are outrageously quick close and, you know, I get it, negotiating, trying to, you know, in multiple offers, trying to speed it up because it's a vacant home, but very, uh, um, yeah, outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah, just, it's like it's, it's got. It, I mean, it's got to be what? It's like at least thirty days, I would say. Like, I mean, short would be like short and successful would be what twenty days, maybe. Yeah, like, like twenty days, days is workable. Three weeks, three weeks is like yeah. as short as you should be getting. And even at that, like everyone's under the gun and everyone's pressure. Right. And that's the mortgage broker, the bank, their fulfillment officer, you as the you as the buyer, your lawyer is stressed. You know, you've got all these different. First Canadian title because there's title insurance they're stressed because they're having a rush. And when there's all this last minute rush, it actually gets flagged and slowed down in the wheel because compliance for the banks and risk departments say, whoa, 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 why is this deal trying to get pushed through so quickly? There might be fraud involved. And so they slow it down and they take over and it gets escalated for additional research on people's income documents because, well, why are you setting a five day close? Why are we getting these inc- these documents last minute? Well, this doesn't. We're going to look into this further. Um, happens all the time. One of the main reasons we're saying this too is because it just it it only sets you up for disappointment and for frustration and stress, right? Like everyone involved, that Dave said, has their pedal down, and that just creates a very stressful situation. If you're a first time buyer and you're setting a closing for two and a half weeks from now and you don't know what the next steps are or the process and you realize you have to do an inspection, you have to have all your, you know, documents in, appraisal done, like all these things that need to happen, meet with your lawyer, like you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to be stressed and it's going to be a terrible experience for you. So just set it a month or two out and give yourself the time to properly like digest everything that needs to happen and, and go through it in a calm, clean, comfortable time speed, you know, or, or manner or whatever you want to say. Time speed. Time speed matter. Do we, do we, we have some others here, don't we? We have some new ones? Two more. Let's do it. Next. Oh, unnecessary negotiations. <laughs> that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite. That's, so that's when, that's when you're in the middle of a... You're negotiating. Um, you know, whether you're on the buying or the seller side. And then, and then the agent. And you've already, you know, maybe you've... You've submitted an offer, and then this, so let's say I'm working for the seller, and then I, I count, we counter back, and then the, and then the agent will call again, trying to justify why they're coming in that low, when already we know that at that point it's irrelevant what they have to tell me. The only thing that matters is the bottom line and the price that they're willing to pay for the property, and the price that my sellers are willing to take for the property. So I always find it hilarious when an agent will call me and go on some type of rant, like complaining or making points as to why they're giving the money. And I'm just like, I'm like, listen, I'm like, it, it, none of that matters right now. All that matters is what your, your buyer wants to spend and what my seller wants to, to get for their property. So figure it out. Let's, let's, let's work it out. But you don't, you don't need to try to negotiate with me because the negotiation is, is money. I'm like, you know, uh, you know sometimes they'll ask for, 
well, we'll do it at this price if they want the, uh, but we'll, if they throw in the uh, the patio set or whatever. And I mean, that, that's, you know, I'm always like, look, get to the price. We'll figure out the patio set after the negotiation. Okay. <laughs> that's later. Money, show me the money. Let's get this done. Stop crying. I don't want you crying to me right now. Let's let's get the deal done. Yeah. Have you ever seen any crazy negotiations? Like, uh, like you know, we want the, uh, you know, the the vase on the mantelpiece. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, and most of the time, like it, you know, when people really want something, they'll include it in the first in the first um, offer, right? We want yeah, their work each. And, and you're like, okay. And I mean, sometimes these things go back and forth, but I mean, bottom line is just, uh, I just get a kick out of agents when they, when they just, they feel like they have to, like, I don't know. I don't know if their clients in the room with them or something and they mm-hmm. feel like they need to, to do more when I'm just sitting here going like, just stop, stop Greg, talking. Great. Get the frames for us. Throwing <laughs> the frames. <laughs> Anyways, it's, uh, Yeah. It happens when you come in with your, when your, your first offer comes in, have everything there, figure out the money as you go. But yeah, anyways, some agents do it. A, a lot of them, a lot of them don't, we, we, you know, especially the people that have been in the business for a long time. It's usually just a, you know, a good little back and forth, but um, anyway. quickly to round that up, I would say in your position, it's probably, it is probably very frustrating to deal with inexperienced agents in the sense that they do include things like that, that just have, like you said, like no value. They're not really helping their clients at all. They're probably going over the pre-approval limit. They probably used an unmarked lockbox. You know, they want a short close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, all, all of the above, right? Yeah. Uh, what's, mean, yeah. Number, what's number seven? Bankers. Banker. Oh, 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 bankers hours. Dave. Yeah, that's uh, talk about that that's one. A whammy. Well, I mean, uh, I, think, I think Greg can even speak to this, you know, on uh, trying to get a hold of somebody or, uh, or you know, like you just said, of trying to follow up or give give whoever that client's dealing with and they're and, and trying to get a hold of that, that you know, branch employee or uh, or even mortgage broker that. I just went through two of these. I'm in the middle of one right now. I'm in the middle of one right now. I have a buyer who's working with a lawyer, not an agent, and they're dealing with the bank and we've had to extend the financing conditions twice due to the hours and due to um, appraisal and just like total, like whatever, nine to five. And Greg, whatever, nine, nine to five. Like, you know, if you get someone, if a bank pre-approves someone on, on Friday and they see a place on Sunday and uh, that banker's off, let's say Monday, Tuesday, uh, for whatever reason, you're not getting a response till Wednesday because everyone else at the bank is going to say, well, we, you know, we're not able to pick up that file. You know, we, we don't have access to, to Greg's folders. Like, you know, everything's in a lock credenza. Like you're, yeah. you're waiting. You don't have, and when you do want to talk to them, it's nine to five. Like you said, like if you have a, if you want to put an offer in at four on a Sunday, well, it, it's on you. Good luck. Ha- happened to my guys uh, about a month ago. It's good, good friends of mine we're working with too. We found a property. It was perfect. They said, let's, let's do it. Um, they were ready to, uh, I, I think it was like 800. The place was 765 or something. Called the agent. She's like, we may have another offer, whatever. Keep in touch. I'm like, okay. So I call my, I call my clients and I'm like, this is what's up. Offers are tomorrow. They're like, great. We'll call the bank first thing in the morning. They're like, we are pre-approved. Like we're approved. Um, and you know, but I just want to call and confirm a few things Monday morning. I'm like, great. Call Monday morning. This guy's not there. Day off. No one could give him any information. Offer came and went, they lost the house and they would have paid more than what the other offer was. It's Tuesday mm-hmm. morning, Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. Hey, yeah, sure. You could have, you could have, could have gotten, got that. No problem. 
Like, come on. So like that is insanity to me. Thanks tips. Okay. Like, yeah, Yeah. I I don't, I don't, I don't get that. And the thing is too, you know, and right now with, um, you know, the, the lawyer I've been working with on this current deal has actually been, she's been really, really good. Uh, but it's all, it's not, it's five o'clock. Like I get an amendment, I get an amendment at four fifteen, extending conditions. And I'm like, I got 45 minutes. Thank, thank goodness. I can get my clients to actually sign that back mm-hmm. to them by five because after that it's a dead deal. Right. Yeah. Whereas in our world, it's, you know, it can go to right. 11 59 PM. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is usually my cutoff, but I, uh, I mean, you, you get the point. It's uh yeah. Anyways. Those are good things. We strongly yeah. dislike everyone. I, I, I really, I really enjoyed this show. I think everyone should like, share, and comment. <laughs> yeah, we got some big stuff. Some big stuff coming uh, for next week. We will have. Um, we won't disclose yet, but we will have a, a web uh, a website up and going, so people can easily access all the yes. uh, previous episodes. Um, and again, they'll be they'll be available on Spotify and uh, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and so on. So you know wherever you listen to your podcast, people I think a lot of people will uh, will gravitate towards that because I think I know a lot of people that come back and watch the show after the recording. So I think this just gives them another avenue to to listen. Um, the mood boosts today are incredible. Uh, so I'd like to jump Let's to those. Jump. Let's get jump. There's four today. Um, the first is. Why did the mermaid start wearing seashells? Because she outgrew her (laughs) B-shells. I'll never get any of these. I'll never get any of these. Uh, Next one. I ordered a chicken and an egg online. I'll let you know. (laughs) Who came first? How How often should a person make chemistry jokes? Periodically. <laughs> yes. Last but not least, what's the difference between deer nuts and beer nuts? Beer nuts are a dollar fifty a pound, and deer nuts are under a buck. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> what about these nuts? <laughs> Amazing. Well, that was a fun show. It's always nice to rant a little bit. Agreed. That was good. You know? Agreed. Good vibes. Oh. All right. Hit us up, people, well. for, uh, for mugs. Hit us up. Mm. You know, mm. got some extra mugs if you want them. Drop us, uh, drop us some comments of uh, questions you have for us to uh, to bring into the Q&A show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and share. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll be back next week. A couple, uh, couple fun things to uh, share new with the show. And thanks as always for everyone who tuned in. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Let's keep it uh, let's keep it legal. Let's keep it vertical. And let's wrap it up. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later, boys. All right. Peace. The Friday wrap-up brought to you by Blue Panda Realty, ReferralMortgages.com, and Stephen Hopkins video. No flash.